Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. What Jesus did by the shedding of his blood and his finished work on the cross is enough for every person for all time. It is the greatest one-off ever. Join me as I share from Watchman Nee's classic study on the normal Christian life over this range of episodes. How can we remain average if we have truly embraced our salvation? Take a listen, and I pray you will share these with everyone that you can and encourage them to take a listen to one off the reading and the sharing of Watchman Nee's The Normal Christian Life. His death and resurrection, representative and inclusive. So, hey, everybody, it's great to be here together on Tent Talk for this last part of the reading of Chapter 2 of Watchman Nee's The Normal Christian Life. Here we go. The Lord Jesus, when he died on the cross, shed his blood, thus giving his sinless life to atone for our sin and to satisfy the righteousness and holiness of God. To do so was the prerogative of the Son of God alone. No man could have a share in that. The scripture has never told us that we shed our blood with Christ. In his atoning work before God, he acted alone. No other could have a part. But the Lord did not die only to shed his blood. He died that we might die. He died as our representative. In his death, he included you and me. We often use the terms substitution and identification to describe these two aspects of the death of Christ. Now, many a time the use of the word identification is good, but identification would suggest that the thing begins from our side, that I try to identify myself with the Lord. I agree that the word is true, but it should be used later on. It is better to begin with the fact that the Lord included me in his death. It is the inclusive death of the Lord, which puts me in a position to identify myself, not that I identify myself in order to be included. It is God's inclusion of me in Christ that matters. It is something God has done. For that reason, those two New Testament words, in Christ, are always very dear to my heart. The death of the Lord Jesus is inclusive. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus is alike inclusive. We have looked at the first chapter of Corinthians to establish the fact that we are in Christ Jesus. Now we will go to the end of the same letter to see something more of what this means. In 1 Corinthians 15, verses 45 and 47, two remarkable names or titles are used of the Lord Jesus. He is spoken of there as the last Adam, and he is spoken of, too, as the second man. Scripture does not refer to him as the second Adam, but as the last Adam. Nor does it refer to him as the last man, but as the second man. The distinction is to be noted, for it enshrines a truth of great value. As the last Adam, Christ is the sum total of humanity. As the second man, he is the head of a new race. 
So we have here two unions, the one relating to his death and the other to his resurrection. In the first place, his union with the race as the last Adam began historically at Bethlehem and ended at the cross and the tomb. In it, he gathered up into himself all that was in Adam and took it to judgment and death. In the second place, our union with him as the second man begins in resurrection and ends in eternity, which is to say it never ends. For having in his death done away with the first man in whom God's purpose was frustrated, he rose again as head of a new race of men in whom that person will at length be fully realized. When therefore the Lord Jesus was crucified on the cross, he was crucified as the last Adam. All that was in the first Adam was gathered up and done away in him. We were included there. As the last Adam, he wiped out the old race. As the second man, he brings in the new race. It is in his resurrection that he stands forth as the second man, and there too we are included. For if we have become united with him by the likeness of his death, we shall be also by the likeness of his resurrection. Romans 6, 5. We died in him as the last Adam, and we live in him as the second man. The cross is therefore the mighty act of God, which translates us from Adam to Christ. That brings the reading of chapter 2 to a close. My friends, the things that I could say It's what I'm always saying in every way and every shape and form that I can possibly find to communicate the message of the goodness of our God, all that he has already accomplished. He has already made a new man for himself. He has already made in Christ, in the son in whom he is totally pleased with, he has made and formed a new breed a new race of people, a new kind of person. This is what it tells us in Ephesians 2 in the Message Bible, that by the work of the cross, Jew and Gentile, everyone, all divisions brought down so that God could bring forth the man that he created in Christ Jesus and in Christ only. This is a one-off, my friends, only in him, only could he do it. We all benefit from it, but we must embrace it. This cannot remain theology. If ever there is a time in history, we must repent of continuing to speak of ourselves as sinners, to continue catering to a a nature that is no longer ours, that is absolute anathema to the nature of Christ that we inherited Uh, At the time of being born again, if it seems too good to be true, my friends, it is. It is too good to be true, which is one of the, the actual names of what the gospel means. It is what God himself has done and what uh, man then must bow to receive. See, the pride of man can, can look like a groveling worm that's just, you know, I'm just not good enough for God. No, you weren't. You'll never produce that yourself. He has done it. But that self, that flesh, will continue to resist God and try to feign and pretend a humility that is actually 
quite prideful. I pray that at the end of this uh, episode, when you turn this off, you will just literally say, Father, I turn from trying to earn anything, be anything separate from Jesus. And I turn now and in a fresh way, I receive all that Jesus has accomplished for you, Father, and for me, that I may get up now and live now as who you've made me to be. My friends, we need to know these truths. We must know them deeply, uh, experientially. So I pray that the reading of chapters 1 and 2 from Watchman Nee's The Normal Christian Life has been of benefit to you. You must know who you are. You must embrace it. You must step into it. And now let's grow up in it. My friends, this is the slow fire that is surefire. And I pray that it's going to happen more and more and more. So it's been great to be together. I love you all. We will talk soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.